0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It is March 11th, 1995, and we are doing fine here in the world.
1: It's actually March tenth, but yes, it is. Fine. It is. Okay. It is, sir. It's
0: March tenth today. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I- I'm going to pass this tape out tomorrow. Remember. No. Yeah. Anyway, nine hundred two one zero tape goes out today the day we're recording this so Which it goes is march 9th actually oh well i said march 10th and 90210 oh, tape you did, because you, you said, said it was the 10th te- oh i did okay yeah. all right <laughs> Chill well, that's march 10th. chill out <laughs> 1995
1: when we hand this out it will be march 10th
0: okay fine okay all right all right i believe you
1: so today yeah you're right we're gonna talk we're always so disoriented um. Today we're gonna talk about
0: no news today.
1: No news today.
0: I still haven't gotten the newspaper yet. I need to renew my subscription. We, we we went Get on vacation, on it, and I need to renew my subscription so that we can talk about the news.
1: Where's the paper boy? He's slacking. He should be like you know hitting you up for money and stuff.
0: I think he's being chased by death. Okay. That's a Paperboy reference for <laughs> any of you, the video game Paperboy for any of you. Oh my god. Unfamiliar. I remember
1: the Paperboy video game. Oh. Yeah, it
0: wasn't that long ago.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Outbreak. Yeah. We saw Outbreak.
0: <laughs> yes! <laughs> we did see Outbreak. We're not going to talk about Outbreak first, but we saw it.
1: No, we're going to talk about it because, unfortunately, my so-called life is over.
0: Do you have anything to say what about anything?
1: Anything? Anything to say about anything? I have all kinds of things to say about everything.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is is that you know, we usually we usually don't stick it right in.
1: <laughs> You're looking for a little foreplay?
0: Yeah, we usually <laughs> we usually warm people up a little bit first before we just like, you know, go right into it. How is how's your week been?
1: Um, I mean it's been fine. I've been playing catch up from vacation, so
0: yeah. You know, so. I, I, uh, it's getting warmer here. Yeah. In Michigan. And I have to put away my, uh, my Hugo Boss sweaters, which sucks because I like them. And my, I've got a nice gray bum equipment sweater.
1: I get to pull out, um, my favorite, like, t shirts, you know, like, go uh-huh. ahead, naked, volleyball.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, you like that.
1: I do. I like anything (laughs) naked. But it is getting warmer, and unfortunately that means allergies for me, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've been going nuts. Oh,
1: it's been ever since we got back from vacation. Like, it's like my face is just full of snot all the time. Yeah, it's hot. (laughs) It is. I'm super hot, people. Don't listen to
0: him. Your eyes are really red too, and not uh, that's an in the attractive good way.
1: Color of red, okay. N- not
0: in the good way, like like it usually is. What? Not in a good cause.
1: Like your
0: eyes aren't red for a good reason. Oh. Your eyes are red because of allergies. Yes.
1: Yeah, unfortunately,
0: we need Visine legitimately. Yeah. Not to just. You know, for parents. It
1: actually burns, though, because, like, my eyes are so irritated. The visine burns. Ooh. that's mm. no good.
0: Right. So, um, today we watched a TV show. Well, not today, but we watched a TV show this week, and we watched a movie this week, as is tradition.
1: Yes. We actually watched more than one TV show this week, but we're only going to tell you about one, because we're selfish like that. We keep <laughs> stuff to
0: ourselves. Yeah, there's... We don't need everything we watch. We don't need to talk about. Right. I watched an episode of Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> he watches all the episodes of Jeopardy. I like Jeopardy. Um, And he makes me watch them too. I kind of like him. Kind of. I didn't used to, but he's like rubbing off on me and me, he's making me like nerdy. Well, you like things
0: naked so much. So then of course, I'm going to be rubbing off. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, what is wrong with you? I don't know. Anyway, so we watched uh, Boy Meets World. Yes, we did. He met the world again (laughs) in this episode. This reminds me of, bless you. Bless
1: you. Oh, fuck you. Bless you. I was going to sneeze and now I can't. (laughs) I hate you.
0: (laughs) It's better that you don't sneeze all over the microphone. Although I guess that is your microphone.
1: It is mine and only mine.
0: But anyway, so uh I'll pee on it. He <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> Nobody touches my microphone.
0: Um so anyway. <laughs> we uh, we watched Boy Meets World and he met the world. You know, they so I think they call the this I think they call it Boy Meets World because I have determined now that uh, that Corey, I think his name is uh huh Ben Savage, yes sir and Sean 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 Hunter. Uh, I've determined that they're aliens. What? That don't understand anything about our world, and that's why it's called Boy Meets World. <laughs> it's it's like yeah it's it's like they're not human.
1: Yeah, sometimes. Uh yeah. I, I did not love them in this episode.
0: They're so dumb.
1: I've seen better episodes where they come off better than
0: this. They're just really dumb.
1: But I mean they're 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 middle school aged boys. That's what they are.
0: Yeah. So they the show opens with them throwing a football in the hallway of their school for some reason.
1: Because they're really cool.
0: Um and Corey's like, hey, you know, go long or whatever. And then in, like, just the worst aim ever, <laughs> it looks like he intentionally just hits Frankie and Joey,
1: I think. Sure.
0: The fat one and the th- and the thin one.
1: The stooges.
0: Yeah, the fat one is pretty good actor, actually. I kind of like him. Um, although I'll tell you, he needs, he needs to hit the gym and start uh, working out and get into, like, really, really buff shape. I think that's... I think that's his ideal body. Uh,
1: Why are you checking out this guy's body so hard? <laughs> what is up right now?
0: He's like a man mountain.
1: And you want to climb it?
0: Oh my god! Stop. Um. Anyway, so he, uh, they, they're all upset because uh, Har- Harley Kiner, their boss or whatever, is gone. He's been sent to reform school, and uh, he he loves it there, and he's not coming back. He
1: loves it there. I don't remember them saying that. Did they say that? Yeah, he's he oh, sent a he sent a letter. Yeah, that's messed up.
0: And they said that they he they, they, he doesn't say it, but they think he found a new gang. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so the kid you the, know the, he hits them with the the ball, and they don't do anything. So like, oh, aren't you supposed to pound us, you know, and everything? And then they could there's one good joke in this episode where uh Sean's like, "Let me translate." And he goes, "Hey, aren't you guys going to, you know, give us a pounding or whatever like?" He, yeah. he does this thing and and uh they they're still ignoring them. So, you know, they they talk about how depressed they are that they haven't found somebody to
1: They're lackeys without a... Without
0: someone to follow, without someone to lack. They're
1: they're followers, and they need somebody.
0: Yeah. So uh, Feeney comes in, catches the ball, and uh, berates them for getting a 12 and a 16 on their test.
1: I have never gotten a 12 or a 16. How do you get a 12? Like, did they misspell their name?
0: How many questions were on this test for them to get a 12? I See, and 12 and 16. So it's got to divide evenly. Into four. By both. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be, like, it's I a guess. a four-point difference. So it's 40 questions, maybe. One got two, and the other got uh, one.
1: What? No. Okay. If if it's 40 points, and they're. 40 each, questions. If it's 40 questions, and we're saying it divides evenly, then it's like 10 points. No.
0: No, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out because it's like three and a third for 12 points. Well, whatever it is, there's a
1: four-point difference between them. So it could be like two points a question or four points a question, and one of them got one or two questions more right than the other.
0: So if it was like a 48-point test, okay, 48 questions, one point each question. Okay. Then if you got four questions, that's 12. And if you got uh, three questions, that's... Wait, is that right? Three questions would be 16 points. No, because then... that's
1: less than four. You want it to go up, not down.
0: Oh, yeah. It would be the other way around, right? It would be four points would be 16. Four,
1: four times four is 16, yes.
0: Yeah, four... Well, it's divided by four.
1: Why are we doing this? I don't
0: know, but anyway, it's like I just didn't know if it like if it worked out. So let's. It's got to be at least. I think it has to be at least a forty-eight point or a forty-eight question test.
1: Or I mean, it could have been a hundred question test. It
0: could have been, but I think it has to be at least forty-eight. Sure.
1: So it was a big test. Yeah. They obviously didn't study. No. As they are told multiple times throughout the episode, to they go home and
0: open a book. They don't know what studying is.
1: They act like complete morons.
0: Yeah, so Feeney tells them to go go open a book, like yeah. you said, and they're just like, what? What does that mean? You know, like, they like they don't know. Like, they don't understand what a book is or how to open things.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really dumb. It's not a good joke.
0: So, uh, what's his name? Turner, yeah. uh, cool motorcycle guy, Yeah. who we see, uh, we see in just a tight uh, white undershirt for some reason. Yes,
1: we do in
0: this episode. Do you think he's attractive? Yeah. I, I don't.
1: Well, I'm glad because you think I'm attractive. So.
0: He, but he's like, he's got a terrible mullet. He's not so like. So
1: did Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing.
0: He's not like still hot. It's 1987, though. Come on, still hot though. But that was that was a long time ago.
1: Okay, but it doesn't change so, the hotness. Like eight he years can ago, can have a bad haircut and still be hot.
0: But but his body, like he's, I, well, I guess that makes sense though, because he's like a thick boy. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not like ripped. No, he's not in. You know, he's not like cut. Right. He's he's got you know he's a little thicker in the middle. Uh, you know, he clearly has muscle and stuff like that. But he's yeah he's like. He looks like a dad, kind of. You know what I mean? Like a really in-shape... Are you saying that like he an has inch, a
1: dad bod? Like
0: an in-shape dad. A what?
1: <laughs> a dad bod. What does that mean? Like a dad's body.
0: Oh, sure, I guess. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, I've never heard that before.
1: I just came up with it.
0: Uh, so anyway... <laughs> he... Uh, you know, but yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Cause that it sounds is,
1: like you're saying I like old men.
0: That is more your type. No, I'm saying that you like... You know, you you don't, you're not into, like, super cut guys.
1: No, I'm not. I think muscles are gross. Like, big muscles. Muscles are fine. Not defined muscles, though.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so, um, so you'd like, uh, you'd like the guy that plays Frankie. Or Joey, or whichever one it is. Oh, the, 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 the
1: replacement t- for, uh. The
0: big dude. The big no, dude. Yeah, the big dude. The one yeah. I was talking about before. The man mountain.
1: No. I don't like him, no.
0: But he seems strong, just like you know. He's just like, you know, I don't know. I don't like his face. Tree trunk way. Um, okay, well, I'll give that to you. So anyway, uh, what else happens? Oh yeah, so Turner says to them, "Hey, you know, you you didn't turn in your your book report or whatever. Uh, I'll give you a break. You can turn it into me at my house on Sunday by five so, o'clock."
1: So you think this was a big setup? Hell yes. Okay.
0: Because, especially what we find out later. Yeah. But anyway, so he uh, he sets them up, and uh, they say they've got to do, I think, Of Mice and Men is their, their book, but they don't want to read it because they're dumb. <laughs> and so Corey comes up with the idea of, let's just rent the movie, but not even watch the movie. Just copy the stuff from the back of the box. Right. And that will be our report. So he wants to plagiarize the back of, of a movie, a VHS, from so Blockbuster.
1: Dumb. So dumb. Why don't they get the book and plagiarize the back of the book? Yeah. Come on, people.
0: At the same time, their dad has got two tickets to some water park, and he's insisting that the older bro- brother take Corey with... Please stop. Uh, Eric. W- w- yeah, Eric takes Corey uh, with them, to uh, to the water park. Yep, and he doesn't want to. He wants to take some chick.
1: So the reason he's telling me to please stop, FYI, is because he's shaking his leg like a maniac. I like shaking it's... the whole floor. Like my butt is vibrating, which is not entirely unpleasant, but a little unsettling. <laughs> and I keep putting my foot on his foot to tell him to stop.
0: But it's comfortable to do this. When my foot, when my foot's in this position, it, it's like it just wants to do it on its own. And you tell me to stop, and it's like I've got to concentrate on not doing it. And I can't concentrate on telling the people what we want right, to tell well, them. Well,
1: I will do my best to continue to concentrate on the show and not my vibrating chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you could use to you could use a vibrating chair for uh, some of these episodes the low energy that you give. Hey. What? Excuse me? Excuse you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway. And your vibrating chair. Whatever.
0: <laughs> so, um So, Eric Matthews says uh that he he gives his ticket to a chick and says, you know, hey, let's go to this water park. Um, and then he goes up to Eric and says, or goes up to Corey and says, I want your ticket to the water park. And if you don't give it to me, I'll tell mom and dad that you're cheating on your thing by renting a movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you're a bastard. So Frankie and Joey see this and they're like, Hey, this is the guy. This is our guy that we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna follow. So they start following him and they start dressing like him.
1: It's just hilarious because yeah, I didn't realize he was such a bad dresser until I saw it on them. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, because he's a he's a good looking kid, so he can get away with he can get away with some of this stuff. But yeah, untucked uh, button up shirt with khaki pants and uh, a sweater draped across. Ugh. It's just it looks terrible.
1: He looks like he should be at. The uh, or they look like they should be at like some like uh, golf club, mm-hmm. you know, like it, sipping tea and
0: it's how fifty year old writers, producers, and directors think that sixteen uh, year old boys dress. Right, that's what. It's. There you go. Well, he's he's preppy, so he should dress. Uh, you know, he should dress like uh, Bill. You know, my my forty five year old friend. From the club.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's no good. So anyway, they look like they look like like creamsicles. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> they do. Anyway, so um, I just thought about you looking at creamsicles. <laughs> um. So anyway, they uh, the, you know, they start following him around, and he's like, I, I don't want this. <laughs> Get away from me! Right. He, he doesn't want lackeys. I
1: wouldn't either. They're creepy.
0: So he's trying to figure out what to do. Uh, meanwhile. There's a new uh guy in town named Griff. Yeah. Uh played by I looked I looked up his name in TV guide because uh I don't know, he looked somewhat familiar to me for some reason. I okay. don't know why. But the actor's name I wrote it down here is Adam Scott. Two first let two first names, which is not great, you know. Right. You, you don't really... I don't really trust people with, with two first names. No? No. <laughs> but, um... What?
1: What's your name again? Mark Phillips? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: two first names.
0: What? Well, there's an S on there. How name. many Phillipses... How many Phillipses do you know? <laughs> Phillip, hey, hey it's, a first it's, name. it's Phillips Thomas.
1: Philip is a first name. Yeah. Mark but my last
0: name, name isn't Philip.
1: So you think the S just changes things? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: Like Adams.
1: Uh-huh. Adam- John
0: John Adams is not someone with two first names. I disagree. Adam is a first name, but Adams is not a first name.
1: Okay. No, I mean uh- you dick. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, it's just it's not a great last name.
0: Whatever. Anyway, my- it's not a great last name. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're saying my name is not a great last name?
1: You know, I, I mean, I think that if we were ever to get married, I might keep mine. Just saying. Wow. Well, I mean, come on, Carol Collins, Easy It Flows. And you got Phillips, like the screwdriver. <laughs> uh oh, I think I struck a nerve, people. He's like just shaking his head at me and looking at me like with that look. Okay, you can't give me the silent treatment on on our show. Come on.
0: Anyway, this (laughs) dude plays Griffin. Griff. Griff. And he is the new troublemaker in school. It's very clear that he's a Harley replacement. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the actor that played Harley, but I don't know, maybe he's dead.
1: It's hilarious, though, when he comes in, like, the guidance counselor is talking to him,
0: right? Feeney is.
1: I thought, no, it's the guidance counselor at first, I thought. No?
0: No, it's in Feeney's office.
1: Okay. So Feeney's talking to him, and he's like, oh, based on your record, I would have expected somebody totally different.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, you're so polite, and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then he actually walks in and is like, oh, hey, thanks, I knew I wouldn't make it on time, and he paid somebody to come in for his meeting. Right. And then he sends him to go take a class for him.
0: Yeah, and the secretary's all fawning over him and everything. Yeah. All the girls like him for some reason. Yeah.
1: He's a nice-looking kid. I guess. I- I'm glad we don't have the same taste in men. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, I shouldn't rip on you at all. So, you were saying about um, Feeney. In the office and stuff.
0: Nothing. I wasn't saying anything about him. I was correcting your misinformation about it. Okay. Guidance counselor. Okie dokie. So anyway, uh, he, um, what's his name? Eric. Eric uh, introduces them and basically says, hey, here's your guy, right? And he also says, I don't want lackeys. You know, it's going to cramp my style. So this dude comes up from who's apparently... Uh, on the football team or something like that. And he's like, hey, you've been talking to uh, my girlfriend or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I have. (laughs) And uh, they stand up, Frankie and Joey, and they're like, hey, you know, what's the problem here? And uh, he's like, hey, this is between him and me. And, uh, you know, the big one, Frankie or Joey, whichever his name is. He moves him out of the way and is like, no, we're between you and him. (laughs) So he realizes the – the advantage of having these two, you know, with him so that, you know, that that becomes a thing, apparently. And, mm-hmm. and Eric is freed. Meanwhile,
1: Which works out much better.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Corey and Sean come to Turner's house uh, and where we get to see him, you know, in the in the undershirt. And he said so he's reading. I think it's Sean's. He's like of mice and men, uh, you know uh, something, whatever, like uh, tale of friendship, uh, you know, in class, set in the backdrop of uh, the Great Depression. He kind of looks like impressed for a second. He's like uh, beautifully acted, uh, like they're just so dumb, <laughs> right? Beautifully acted, uh, great cinematography, or something like that. Whatever. Like they
1: should be riding the short bus. Oh yeah, they—they are not. They are not acting like they belong in middle school.
0: And and Cory or, or Hunter yeah Sean says two thumbs up, indicating that he understands what a movie review is, but not how it differs from a book review. Apparently, right. So anyway, he just kind of shakes his head and and uh, and puts them on the pile, uh, and he's like, you know, I'm getting ready for a date, so give me a minute. I'm going to go in the other room suspiciously for a long period of time just to take another shirt out of the closet. Right. They're looking around, and they notice his lesson plan. Uh, There's a pop quiz next week, and exactly what chapters the pop quiz is going to cover. You know, like a lesson plan. Right. (laughs) So, you know, the key word being lesson. (laughs) So they... Think that they've stumbled upon some secret code that tells them what exactly is going to be on the test. So they go and read the book, chapters 8 and then 10 through 12. (laughs) And they come into the test knowing exactly, totally prepared, knowing exactly what's going to happen I got number two pencils and everything that they're handing out to people, which apparently it did seem like it was a surprise to everyone else, which seems is unfair unfair completely um and uh so anyway they get a ninety six and a ninety four on the test, but Cory is so guilt ridden <laughs> over the fact that they quote cheated by studying that they they confess to him and he's like hey that's how school works that's the assignment that's been the assignment for two weeks so they did two weeks worth of studying in in a day basically too yeah he's like that's been the assignment for two weeks you know i want you to know what's going to be on the test like eh, yeah where i'm not after you you know i don't (laughs) want you to fail so he's like you can get you know a's all the time you know if you do this again
1: you just read the homework
0: so then they're like, oh, we get it, so we're going to open a book or whatever. And uh, uh, Feeney comes in, and he's like, so, you know, you heard what he said, and you're going to open a book. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Talking right to us. So then Feeney says, um, oh, well, I guess we said $20, and he gives him $20 because they made a bet. <laughs> so that's why I know it was a setup. Right, right. Because he bet it. Okay. So, yeah, that is uh, that is the uh, the episode of that. Yeah. What'd you think? Not great. No, they're dumb. Yeah. I hate them. Yep. I hate them as characters. <laughs> I
1: want to bash their heads into lockers. Like, they deserve to be shoved in lockers.
0: Eric was better. Yeah. Griff was weird, but yeah. I like Harley better.
1: Well, Harley's gone. So Not that know, I watched make your this piece much, Griff.
0: but I like Harley better. But anyway, uh, although I like the actor a little bit, like I said, seems like an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: Don't do that. Don't. Stop. um, Nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear
0: it. What? Exactly. Huh?
1: So we watched Outbreak.
0: Yeah, your turn.
1: (laughs) That's my turn now, huh?
0: It's Uh, your turn to go through the plot of what we watched. Yes. (laughs) That's how this works. You either do the TV... And I do the movies or I do the TV and you do the movies. Well, usually you let me do the I heavy do the lifting on the TV. Yeah. Cause usually it's my so-called life, which you like, but that show has been destroyed.
1: I miss it so much. Anyway,
0: or writing our own
1: uh, screenplays. We, we went and saw Outbreak and I, I, I loved it. Um, it was amazing and it, it, was, I it, was, mean, it was, it was sad though. Um,
0: only for the races that you cared about. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I pointed out something to uh to Carol that she was not happy about.
1: <sighs> anyway, so it starts out in nineteen sixty seven in Zimbabwe. Zaire. Zaire. And there's a village that has this hemorrhagic hemorrhagic? Yeah. Uh disease, right? And the military has sent their like disease specialist people mm-hmm. to check it out, and they're Could telling- not be
0: filmed because we can't make Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington look like young men. <laughs> so their their masks just cover their com- their face completely, and we'll use their voices. They're highly recognizable voices. Yeah.
1: Um. So. They, they go down and they're talking it to... It was
0: 1967.
1: You said you wanted me to do it.
0: And there was a disease. Yeah, go
1: ahead. Oh, that was not good. Um, oh, fuck you! <laughs> they go down there they're talking to the... I don't know, like, the leader of the village. I don't know what, what to call him. Because he's not the medicine man. Because the medicine man is up on the mountain, like... Chanting and stuff.
0: Yeah, that never. Nothing ever came from that, by the way.
1: Yeah, it seemed like there would be for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the he, chief, he's telling them, you know, all the stuff that they need. So I think yeah. it was just
0: their medical person. Maybe,
1: yeah, the, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, he explains how that how they got it. That like one of the villagers had gone to help the white men build a road, mm-hmm. and he came back sick. And drank from the well, yeah, and then everybody got sick, right? And he's basically said, "You're too late. Like the village is dead, right?" And so they're they said, "We'll get you everything you need." And they talk to one of the soldiers. There's like there's soldiers there, right?
0: Yes, American soldiers.
1: Yeah, which is, I I'm, guess why they're there and why the American you know military is there. But yeah. yeah, they don't really explain why there's military soldiers there.
0: Yeah, in in the run up to Vietnam, apparently. We had a military operation in Zaire. I'm not familiar with this, but...
1: So, um, and he's saying, you know, we'll get you home, soldier. It's going to be fine. We just need a little blood. And so they take his blood, and then instead of dropping spies they drop bombs and just get rid of the whole village. Oh, yeah. They
0: totally fucking destroy the entire village and vaporize it. Yeah.
1: So, that's that's no good. Um, And then it goes to present day. And you got Dustin Hoffman and... What's the actress? Stop doing that. Who's the you actress? You can hear that.
0: Rene Russo. Rene Russo. Renee Russo.
1: And they apparently, like, worked together in this position. Like, he was her boss.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the Army's disease control, though. I don't... I, I know there's a name for it, but I don't know what the name for it is. It's not the CDC, because that's where she's going.
0: CDC is a civilian organization. Right.
1: But it's like the CDC for the military.
0: Yeah, it's like... I don't know, it's USMAID or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. So they were on a team together, and they're getting divorced, and she's leaving.
0: Yeah. She's done with him.
1: And they never tell us why. No. Which I think is good. He's a cold prick. (laughs) Right. Because it's easier to, like, root for them and not take sides because you have no idea what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, she... (laughs) He's going through the stuff that she's packed up, and he sees all the pictures of them. He's like, you're giving me all the pictures of us. And she goes, yeah, you can have them.
1: I don't want them. He's like, I don't want them either, and throws them. Yeah, he's pissed. That is very hurtful. Yeah. Oof. Um, So he gets called away, and she, she's moving to Atlanta. She has sold the house. Everything's packed up. He's dropping off the dogs. She's going to
0: work for the CDC. Yeah,
1: because she's moving to Atlanta. He's dropping off the dogs because he's going to check out a case in Zaire Yeah, again. Um, And so she agrees to take the dogs until he gets back.
0: He's going to land in Kinshasa International Airport.
1: He has to be back by Thursday because she's leaving on Thursday. And if he's not back... Then she's going to take the dogs with her. This is the agreement they come to. Yep. He goes
0: to... Kinshasa.
1: Kinshasa, okay.
0: That's the capital of Zaire. Okay. And then drives, apparently, to this village, I assume. By the Mutabo River.
1: And on the way there, we meet... Oh, what's his name? This actor's name. I I know I should know it. I think I should know it. But he's got a new guy.
0: Kevin Spacey?
1: No, Kevin Spacey's not the new guy. He's there, too, though.
0: Oh, Cuba Gooding yes, Jr. Yes,
1: Cuba Gooding Jr. So there's Kevin Spacey, Cuba Gooding Jr. are on the plane with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't remember their actual names in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, um, and this is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s first flight, first first mission out. It's his
0: first mission uh, in the field, right? seeing some kind of hemorrhagic fever because that's what's happening is there's some disease that they're not sure what it is they go through all the different levels with us like uh, where the camera pans through this military thing and it's all the different levels of diseases like low level like flu and you know influenza and cold and stuff like that and then it's moving through you know more uh, you know kind of serious stuff until you get to the very most serious things I think it's level four or level five. Uh, where Dustin Hoffman and um, Kevin Spacey are working, and it's like Ebola, Lassa fever, uh, something else that I can't remember, but they're all hemorrhagic uh, f- diseases, Yeah, hemorrhagic it's a level fevers. above
1: AIDS or HIV, which is nuts to me. Like, I yeah. always kind of think of that as, like, the worst, but
0: apparently not. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so they go out and they see this, and, of course, new guy freaks out. Mm-hmm. They warn him not to freak out. Yeah, but he does.
0: He rips his helmet off. Oh, like an asshole, right?
1: Yeah, he's got a hazmat suit on, and he he starts puking. Though, I mean, I can't even imagine like puking in that suit. Of course, you want to take the hood off.
0: And he's like, they're like, you know, Delta Thompson's like, fucking eh, quarantine him and, you know, and everything. Isolate so. him, isolate him. Yeah. And then the one guy, there's like, uh, oh, it's don't worry, it's not airborne. So they all take off their shit, right? Like, seriously? It's like, oh, okay, we don't need to take any precautions. and Forget it. Like,
1: all they have is this guy's word. What if he was, like, a, uh, you mm. know... Asshole
0: sociopath? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so they take off their kit and everything, and then they talk about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what, uh, this is what happened. I think, actually, is this the part where they're talking about coming from the water? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think they don't... They don't. Um, I think in this one they don't. They don't uh, like in the in the original one where it's the voices of uh, Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland and not their faces. Yeah. I think they don't really show anything. They, they just show them like touring it, but they don't really say how it happened.
1: Right, and that's that's when they're dealing with soldiers, whereas this mm-hmm. one they're dealing with the village. Yeah, and you see and the like man and all that. You stuff.
0: see like monkeys and stuff, right? Yeah. Like running around in '67. And then, um, you know, you see, so then they, they talk about how he drank from the, the water and then everybody got it and it's like, okay, so like saliva, I guess, transmission, you know, or whatever bodily fluids. Yeah. But not, but not aerosolized. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's like, okay. And then he, he gives his report basically saying like, I'm worried about it cause it's, you know, it's bad, but, um, it seems like it's contained. And that's generally what happens, as they point out, as Morgan Freeman points out in the movie. uh, Generally, like so, things like the flu and the cold uh, pass very readily, uh, mostly because they're not very severe. They're not. They're not typically fatal. Uh, They have have a low mortality rate, uh, and everything. Uh, So, and their symptoms, you know, can range, but a lot of times are fairly mild. So people will go out. People will interact with other people you know, even being sick because the symptoms aren't that, uh, that severe and that allows it to pass to lots of people when you have a really, uh, like a really deadly disease like Ebola, thank God, um, not, not thank God that it's deadly, but thank God this is true. Uh, when you like, like Ebola or, or, you know, diseases like that. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. That was another one. Yeah. Um, They're so severe that people either can't move or don't want to move or it's very easy to identify that they have it and it's easy to quarantine and keep it uh, kind of contained uh, because of that. Um, So it's it's it usually burns out fast. It kills like, you know, if it gets into like a like a village, like in this thing or a small area, it's very unfortunate for the population that it's affected um, but it usually burns through really fast that area and then dies out yeah. because it doesn't have viruses or living things. They need human beings. They need hosts to go from, you know, person to person in order to live. And once they kill, you know, all the people and they don't have that, then there's, there's nowhere for them to go. They die out.
1: Yeah. At one point in, in the movie, we're looking at it like on slides and stuff and they're showing the progression of how quickly it moves. And it's mm-hmm. like. Within, like, 48 hours, it's already, like, destroyed everything and it's looking for a new host. That's insane.
0: Yeah, it's very fast. Yeah, I think, like, it's, like, eight hours, it's, like, destroyed an entire kidney.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is the thing is, like, this is, it's frightening to think about, but, I mean, it's definitely not reality. Like, nothing like this exists. There are things, like, Ebola and Hunta and stuff, you know, that are similar to this Motaba, Mm -hmm. that's what they're calling it. Yeah. But it's not really like this.
0: No, and like I said, something that goes this fast would be much more easily contained. Right. Uh but anyway. They and they say the mortality rate's a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I've never heard those words.
0: So if you get it, you die. Right. There's there's you well, know it kills everyone that gets it. I mean H I V yeah, but even that, like you know, that's one of those things where so uh, HIV is an anti is a, is a retrovirus, which is a little different than a, than a normal virus, um, as far as how it works. It behaves a little like cancer in a way, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to like just a normal virus. Um, so there's there's differences. There's there's variability to lifespan. Uh, with HIV. Right. So HIV is universally fatal, but at least, you know, as far as we know right now it is. But, um, you know, it could kill someone as quickly as, you know, a, a number of months or other people could live for, you know, years right. with it. It's, it, it's similar to cancer in that way that there's a, there's no, you know, like definitive timetable. It's, it's variable.
1: Right. Well, and you know, the, the thing is though, it does have a mortality rate of hundred percent. It's just variable how long it takes. Whereas cancer does not have a mortality rate of 100%. People do get better from it sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Just saying.
1: Anyways, in the movie, Mm -hmm. so um, he goes back to the United States. He's talking to his boss, who is played by Morgan Freeman, Mm -hmm. telling him, you know, this is, like, even on the way there, he's, he's, like, dictating, like, this is the scariest son of bitch I've ever seen, and he's like... Trying to get him to send out alerts mm-hmm. to the public about it, and his boss is explaining you know it's 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 contained it, if it goes that fast it's we don't need to worry about it over here, we're not going to cause a panic we're not going to do this right and then he's tell- he goes to get his dogs from his wife ex wife, and um I find it so weird that she is like raging at him because it's Friday, and she was supposed to leave on Thursday, and she waited for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Because he was coming to get the dogs. Mm-hmm. But then she takes the dogs.
0: Yeah. Is it like, it, was it like you've got till Thursday and if you don't, then they're my dogs?
1: I, I don't understand. I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah. It's really weird. It doesn't really come up. It's just another thing for them to fight about. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: but I mean, honestly, it seemed more like she was waiting to say goodbye to him mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad watching them leave each other.
0: Meanwhile, the guy from Can't Buy Me Love uh, (laughs) decided that he's going to import or is going to steal a monkey from a ship uh, that's coming from Africa, from around the village, where this disease was taken. Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Yeah, I remember him from Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, in some movie where he's delivering pizzas... Yeah Extra anchovies Yeah I
1: remember it But I can't remember The name of it
0: either Like special delivery Or something, something like that Something like that Yeah Anyway He's just fucking uh, Wives Fucking you know Moms Yeah if, if they that. ask for Extra anchovies He's a man whore He is Anyway So he's uh, He's decided That he can make Some money By selling Monkeys Or selling African animals Or whatever So he's got Some kind of deal With this dude On a ship
1: Rudy Oh no Sorry On a ship
0: yeah, he's got some deal with this, uh, with this guy, South Korean dude, on a ship, that uh, where he can take the the monkey or whatever for money. Anyway, so he uh, he smuggles it out of there. He goes to the pet shop, and the dude is like, "Hey, that's a female. I asked for a male. The guy I'm looking for has a female. He's trying to breed them. This is not gonna work. I mean, right. maybe it would be super hot monkey porn." Um, uh, but it's not going to produce an air, so, or whatever. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, so he's stuck. Like, he has this monkey. He doesn't want to take it home. hmm So, he releases it
0: into, into the, the
1: forest, which, you know, and he's like...
0: Go to the Northern California woods, African monkey, and make right. a home.
1: It's insane. Like, <laughs> I mean, he may as well just killed it. Yeah. Oh. And it's sad, like, it actually runs back into the cage when Mm -hmm. he tries to release it. Like, that monkey's smart. Yeah. He knows that he doesn't want to go out there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. What's he going to eat
0: out there? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's sad. It, it, It really made me angry. And so then he gets on a flight home. And by the time he gets home, which is Cedar Creek, right?
0: Uh, yeah. No. 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 Boston. Boston, yeah. Yeah, he goes to Boston.
1: By the time he gets home... To Boston, he is like looking like death warmed over. Even on the plane, he took a bite of a cookie, and a little boy almost grabbed his cookie. Like, what? Who? Who would eat after this man? He looks like he's dying.
0: Yeah, the mom saved this kid, right? Um, But yeah, he looks like if you ever seen uh, that episode of The Twilight Zone with uh, Sean or not Sean Connery with uh, William Shatner, where there's a a gremlin on the side of the wing. (laughs) the plane. He looks like that uh, but worse. Yes. Cuz he's all sweaty and like bundled up and and yeah, it's he looks terrible. He comes home, uh, gets off the plane his girlfriend's there to meet him and just like the most intense Ugh. like deep tongue kiss from this dude that looks fucking awful. He looks like he has typhus <laughs> and AIDS at the it's same just, time.
1: It is just disgusting to watch and she even kind of like licks him
0: yeah it's Ugh. so weird it's like, like oh there's no
1: way in hell your
0: mucus tastes wonderful
1: and then like when they're done making out mm-hmm. the room starts spinning like he's gonna pass out and she's screaming for help it's like that fast if he goes from kissing her to like i'm gonna pass out that fast obviously she should have f- taken a minute yeah. to look at him and not do that. Oh,
0: So they end up in the hospital where they both die.
1: Yeah. Side by side, um, little bubble tent things. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it's That's kind of sweet, actually.
1: Yeah. And then, um, oh, what's her, like the Renee Russo's mm-hmm. character is trying to get information. <laughs> She's out there investigating for the CDC. And um, the guy can't talk. She's standing there while he dies. Mm-hmm. Like he tries to tell her, she's like, Were you in, in touch with any animals? But like, you can't understand him. And then the girlfriend hears the beep and knows that he's died. Mm-hmm. And she's screaming because, I mean, it was obvious she really digs this guy.
0: <laughs> well, she probably thinks she's also going to die.
1: True. And she's like, Jimbo, oh my God, oh my God. And she's crying. And she's like, hey, Could he look less like a Jimbo, me? by the way? Right. Can you can you tell me, do you know if he was around any animals mm-hmm. or how he got sick? Like, seriously? Leave her
0: alone. And she's just screaming. Right. Uh, she does an autopsy where she says that uh, it looks like a bomb went off inside him. Ugh. Doesn't sound good. Um, so they both die. And they think that's kind of the end of it. She calls Dustin Hoffman and he's like, oh, you know. Did he recently come back from Africa? He's trying to find out, like, he's trying to trace it from mm-hmm. this village to, you know, how it could how it could have made its way to the United States. And it looks like, you know, they, like they so they this is when they do the time lapse of how long it takes. You see the they do a um like a blow up. It's a headshot of the virus. <laughs> you know, everything and like this is the Mataba virus and whatever. And Dustin Hoffman's like, Well, this is good though, because we'll know it moves so fast in twenty four hours, as long as no one else is sick, we'll know that, that everything's cool. Right. Um at the same time the guy like the it, at the hospital, the one guy's doing um uh he's like checking blood and everything and for some reason the blood's in the centrifuge. He decides I'm just gonna open the centrifuge and not look at yeah, anything that's it's going idiots. on. So then all the blood gets sprayed all over he him. It just drops and it's sp- Lashes. Ugh. And that's the thing is like he as he correctly points out, no one's saying like what if there's mutaba in here because no one knows what that is yet. But he's like, What about it like HIV or like, you know what like he's like, we're testing the blood, making sure, you know, he's like, I'm sure there was nothing, you know, like terrible in it or whatever. But it's like, yeah, there are other things to worry about. Like you could get hepatitis, you could there there there's are There's so many things. Yeah, there's so many bloodborne illnesses. That getting sprayed in your orifices with uh, a ton of uh, blood from different people who are in the hospital, by the way, meaning they're probably sick. right? You know, it's not a good thing. So, yeah, maybe this dude should be paying attention. Yeah, he was watching television. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, I I don't know why they would allow a television in that room.
0: This movie is just about incompetence. Yeah. Now everyone's incompetent.
1: But he's like I don't want to give anything to my girlfriend and then the next thing you see is he's sitting next to his girlfriend in a movie theater and he mm. looks like hell.
0: And he's coughing all over the place. Another dude just fucking going out being sick. Yep. Stay care. in your
1: houses when you're sick people. So, he
0: then he falls down and and dies basically in the movie theater. Or they bring him in the 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 thing and and yeah, it's just it's a then it starts uh, starts breaking out from there, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, everyone who was in the movie theater shows up in the ER, like, Mm -hmm. quickly. And um, then Dustin Hoffman's character is being told to forget about this. Don't worry. Like, they're in the process of, like, mapping the thing and, like, figuring it all out. He's like, we're going to, you know, have a vaccine for it and blah, blah, blah. And... um,
0: Yeah, because it turns out, apparently, and this comes up in the movie, that, you know, obviously... Uh, Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland knew about this. They're generals now. And they they knew about this way back in 67. Well, they
1: made the call to blow it up.
0: Yeah. And they apparently have been working on or, you know, completed or whatever, some sort of serum against it, against Motaba. Um, But they don't want to release it because it's a perfect biological weapon. That they have the cure for that nobody else does, So basically. Yeah,
1: so they're just being assholes. Um, and they're trying to
0: keep him from
1: figuring anything out. Or
0: Cold War's way. over, by the way, guys. Right. Like, what do we need this for? Right. So We're at war with no one.
1: They send him to New Mexico to uh, look at something else. I don't remember. Well, else. they
0: want to send him to New yeah. Mexico to look at the first case of Hunter, I think, yeah. in New Mexico.
1: And instead of going there... <laughs> Mm-hmm. He shows up with with the CDC, with his ex-wife. Well, and, he lies and basically
0: yeah. to the military guy and says, like, hey, you know, I'm supposed to be going here or whatever. You know, call him and check and make sure. And the guy goes to, to call and he's like, wait, no, don't do that. It's two o'clock in the morning. Don't fucking wake him up. You know, like, uh, you better not. You're going to, you know, he's going to kill you if you do. Just yeah. you know, do it on my orders. I'm a colonel. Let's go. Yeah. Which, by the way, he is a colonel. I mean. Yeah.
1: So he goes and he's like helping her and he figures out because someone says, hey, there's a guy who was in a car accident who was here before any of these sick people came in Mm -hmm. on another floor. Right. And he has it. Yep. So he figures out that it became airborne.
0: Yeah, somehow
1: which is another one of the ways that this movie is a horror movie <laughs> and not just a thriller i mean right. it's very fantastical that does not happen
0: yeah i pointed that out yeah the the whatever when new viruses or any kind of viruses they appear um whatever the form, their form of transmission is that's what it is like they've ne- the uh cdc the government nobody has ever witnessed a disease changing its form of transmission. I mean, there are there are diseases that have multiple forms of transmission, but no one's ever uh, observed a, a virus, you know, doing a new form of transmission that it hasn't done before. So if something's not airborne, like AIDS is not an airborne disease, HIV is not an airborne disease, it will never be an airborne disease. Apparently that's something that viruses just don't have the ability to do.
1: Which I guess is kind of comforting. Yeah. So now it's like terrifying though because like everyone is getting it. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. This whole town. It's a small town. Yep. But the whole town's getting sick. So it gets brought to the president of the United States. There's like a committee in Washington Mm -hmm. voting uh, how to handle it because they want to just do what they did in the very beginning and bomb it.
0: Yeah. They want to bomb this town. That's get that's got this disease and vaporize everyone,
1: and the president agrees.
0: Well, I mean, Donald Sutherland goes there and he's like, "Hey, you know, here are the projections. If it gets out, uh, everyone in the country will die
1: within like
0: a but, few days. Yeah, like basically, since it's it's since it transmits so easily, and its uh, mortality rate is a hundred percent. I mean, it's worst case scenario for." Uh, for disease, then right. basically it's like, okay, so it will 100% kill every human being on the planet.
1: Do you think something like that could have happened to the dinosaurs?
0: No. Okay. I think it was an asteroid.
1: <laughs> um. So, you know, he gives the order for that to go because he doesn't have all the information. He doesn't know that there's a serum. Right. But Kiefer Sutherland, or not Kiefer Sutherland, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, not his son. And Morgan Freeman know this, and they're still willing to let all these people die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So dumb.
0: Yeah, and fucked up.
1: And um, they're t- they're saying to arrest um, what's his name?
0: Dustin Hoffman.
1: Yeah. To arrest him on site,
0: not the not his character, but the actor Dustin right, Hoffman. Yes.
1: Arrest Which,
0: him. Yeah. Tootsie right. wasn't as good as we were led to believe. <laughs>
1: Um, but he and Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. take off in a helicopter. Yep. And which you, you said that, you know, you knew as soon as they mentioned that he, you know, they ran down his resume and they were like, a uh, pilot.
0: they were pilot. like, oh, you fly a helicopter. And I was like, oh, that's Chekhov's helicopter. That's yeah. that's coming up for sure.
1: So he did. He, he flew them out of there and they go and land not even land he can't land on it but go to a ship that they had heard had given a monkey
0: yeah well they find okay so <laughs>
1: i'm sorry it's it's pretty convoluted
0: they go to the records office in san francisco i believe it's in of these ships and they're comparing the manifest that they have the you know the manifest from when they landed to the manifest that the company has of what they're supposed to be bringing over, right? I don't know what company this is that's just bringing animals. I don't know if they were uh, like maybe they were a, like a medical research company or something like that. Oh, I don't, that would make sense. I don't know, but anyway, so they find they find an anomaly, uh, one missing monkey, and they find out what uh, what boat it is. So then, yeah, then they they fly over to the boat, which is at sea.
1: And he can't land on the boat, so like they have to like he- jump mm-hmm. from the plane well, the, onto the boat. Dustin Hoffman does, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously not.
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. So oh. he's talking to he's talking to the people that barely speak English because they're Japanese or well they're whatever. I mean the one dude's South. Wow. The one, dude, <laughs> the one dude's South Korean. I assume because he has a South Korean flag, um, but but uh, they might not all be South Korean. Right. Uh, anyway, so. They, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you know, monkey and stuff like that. He's like, oh, yeah. So they take him to, and he's like, I'm a doctor, you know, disease. And they take him to the freezer where this one dude's dead, the guy that was playing with the the monkey at the beginning of the movie. Um, And he's like, I want to see his quarters and everything. So he's looking at his quarters. And for some reason, (laughs) I don't know how this happened, but he has uh, a picture of the monkey. For, you know, like, just a picture of the monkey sitting like there. Like a
1: pinup girl. And
0: then and then a picture of him with the monkey on his shoulder. Like, I don't know how he got this fucking picture um, and where he developed this film. <laughs> but the whole thing's so weird. Uh, But anyway, so, and, like, if he cared this much about this monkey, why did he sell it to some, like, inscrupulous uh, can't-buy-me-love actor? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he, um, you know, he's like, oh, okay, here's the monkey whatever. And then they then they fly to a new station and say, "Hey, we've identified what the the host animal is. It's a monkey. Uh, it looks exactly like this." Uh and then the it mom It looks like
1: Marcel by the way from uh like no. Okay, never mind.
0: <laughs> and then the mom of this little girl uh decides or sees it, and she's like, oh, that that's like a picture that my daughter drew of a monkey that she says visits her. So she calls the number, and, uh, you know, that then they go there, basically. Yeah. Um, it, meanwhile, uh, Kevin Spacey has got the disease because, like an idiot, he walks too far from his tether. I don't think... Rips that, his suit.
1: I don't think he's being an idiot. I, I, I think that... Poorly built suit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just moving around doing his job.
0: So then Renee Russo touches him for some reason.
1: Touches him? No, <laughs> she's drawing his blood.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. he has a
1: seizure because his temperature is like 106. Yeah, that's right. And, it, and she gets poked with the needle that she had drawn his blood with.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: And then, like, Sam, that's his name. Sam is Dustin Hoffman's character. Okay. Um is you know they're with her when this happens and so like she runs and she's like scrubbing it off and stuff and he's like trying it's so it's like just like the helplessness he's trying to save her he's like trying to redo everything she did she's like i did it you know and, mm-hmm. oh they're both just freaked out
0: yeah so um i don't know what happens after that so she gets it they they go yeah. they find they get this monkey they're able to uh make some serum from the monkeys antibodies and uh start curing people.
1: And so then they go up in the plane. Oh um, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, because Donald Sutherland, uh, you know, like like you said, they're they're gonna destroy this town. So that's what um you know, that's what they're doing, they're gonna bomb this town.
1: So but they're like Donald Sutherland's character is in one of these planes. He can hear them. They're saying, Hey, We have the host animal. We're going to be able to make, you know, a cure. Mm. Don't bomb these people. And he's telling the pilots to ignore them and continue on. Why? It's like he's got, like, a bug up his butt to murder these people. I don't understand. It's
0: really weird.
1: I mean, he didn't even have to let anybody know he already had a serum. Yeah. Like, at this point, they could just go, oh, cool, they saved the day. But he won't do that. So then um, Billy, that's Morgan Freeman's character. Mm Mm-hmm gets um he's he's hearing him he's hearing him on the on the channels and he's saying hey you know if you if you care about this you do something and you know he says something to get through to him mm. so he he grabs the the thing and he's he says um if you you know keep doing this and you get in their way so that they can't drop the bomb then you know you're going to be in trouble. Like trying to act like he's not telling him how mm-hmm. to do it, but he's totally telling him how to stop it. Right. So he stops them from dropping the bomb, and then and then the pilots like you could tell they believe him. So they um, go over the water and drop the bomb, and then they're like, "Oh, it, wind must have uh, <laughs> carried it off course." So, right. So yeah, then it has the happy ending where everybody gets saved.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And
1: it ends too, like with Rene Russo's character getting the serum Mm -hmm. and he's there with her and he takes his stuff off and touches her and everything. And
0: before, before they know that the serum is going to be there
1: because he's basically like, I love you so much. I don't want to live without you. So Mm -hmm. if she's going to die, he's going to die. Yeah. Which is just like, so, so touching and stupid, but touching.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And, um, he asks about like, I don't know, they they do this like plan words where he's saying, you know, do you, would you do it again? And and it's like a double entendre because he's asking about, you know, getting sick and doing all this. and mm-hmm. But he's also asking, would you be with me again? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, now that I've, you know, got the vaccine or whatever, so I, I think they're going to get back together, don't you?
0: I guess, yeah.
1: But then, you know, it kind of sucks because she's got, well, you know, maybe he'll go work for her at the CDC because I'm sure he's going to be fired. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. <laughs> Court-martialed.
1: Right. But it was a really good movie. Although
0: they do arrest Donald Sutherland, so who knows.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because um, it's like um, mutiny, basically, because he's... They they said they're arresting him for withholding information from the president.
0: Yeah, which I don't know is a crime, but whatever.
1: But, I mean, in the end, he's basically trying to murder, like, thousands of people, so yeah. it's got to be some kind of crime.
0: Yeah I, would, yeah, I would imagine that is. But, yeah, that's the movie. Uh, It, it was fine. You know, there were... There were elements of it that I thought were a little unbelievable, but for the most part, it was a, a good movie.
1: I really enjoyed it. I, I, I liked that, you know, it made you care about the characters. and A star-studded you know. cast, for sure. Yeah.
0: Thank God that, you know, something like that won't happen in the United States. Like, yeah. Like, uh, you know, a terrible disease like this that's got everybody freaked out, you know. Hopefully, that never happens.
1: Hopefully. I wouldn't say with such confidence, I mean... You never know. Nobody's invincible.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, if it's airborne, I'm telling you that's one of those things. Okay. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, yeah. But anyway, so if you ever get sick, uh, stay at home and wash your hands at least twenty seconds. You morons.
1: Yeah. Stay at home and wash your hands, people.
0: Anyway, so we will end uh, this week as we end every week, even though we don't end every week like this anymore, with our Blockbuster Pick of the Week. Carol, this week at Blockbuster is a movie I'm sure you would be interested in seeing. Okay. It's called A Simple Twist of Fate.
1: Oh, tell me about it, because I've
0: never heard of this movie. It stars Steve Martin. Okay. Um, It's loosely based on uh, the movie Silas Marner, or not the movie, the book Silas Marner by George Eliot. Uh, but basically, uh, you know, it's uh, Gabriel Burns in it, uh, Laura Linney, Catherine O'Hara, Stephen Baldwin, uh, along with Steve Martin. And it's uh, it's the story of uh, Steve Martin's character. He discovers that his wife... This is, I'll just give you the setup because I don't want to ruin the movie. But the setup of the movie is he discovers that his wife uh is pregnant with his best friend's child. Ooh, that's rough. So he divorces her and moves to rural Virginia to make furniture. Uh after a few years, he discovers a toddler, female toddler, uh wandering around his property uh who is the daughter of a heroin addict whose oh. car broke down like, you know, a few miles from from his house. And he, you know, takes her in and everything. Uh, that's the setup for the the movie, and then you know everything kind of uh, you know goes from there.
1: Okay, yeah, it sounds good. I would I would watch that. But yeah,
0: it's it's a good one. So if you uh, you know if you are going up to Blockbuster and you're looking for a movie, check it out. If you uh, you know can get there before me. A simple twist of fate, Steve Martin. <laughs> but that is it, uh, Carol. Why don't you take us home?
1: So go ahead and write us at LateFee1994 at AOL.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want. And uh, tell your friends.
0: All right. We will talk to you later.
1: Bye. Bye.